Hey, hey, hey. Happy Wednesday. Glad you guys could join me. Thank you so much for tuning in to Misty's moment today. Um, this has been a really great week. I don't know about you guys. Um, after studying and digging into this book, The Perfect Moment by Andy Andrews, I have noticed myself really paying more attention to the perfect moments happening in my world. Um, and so this week we are on week two of, um, of the perfect moment discussion. And so we are going to focus today on really the next six months because we have, we spent last week really focusing on the past and where we are presently. And so this week we're going to kind of move forward and looking towards just the next six months and setting up ourselves up to really create those desired outcomes. Um, so again, thank you so much for, for joining me. Um, and as I discussed last week that, um, I, I'm sorry, I, I hope I'm in, if you're on here, if you can tell me I am in the MS gym, right? I'm kind of getting freaked out. Like I posted this to my personal page. So like Trevor has done a couple times. He's a lot braver than me. Because <laughs> um, this, you know, this is this has been a really powerful book for me. I don't know about for you guys. But um, I know with um, last week, I discussed with you guys a little bit about why I chose this book. And I chose this book so that, hey Tim, great to see you. Um, hi Karen, good to see you. I chose this book because, you know, we're approaching the holidays and ultimately my desire for, for myself, my family, and for you guys, my extended family, is so that you can walk into this holiday season um, with great expectations and not feeling overwhelmed um, so that you can truly enjoy this holiday season probably better than you have in, in the longest time. And um, and I know that, that that is my desire for for me as well because... Like I said last week, the holidays, sometimes, I mean, for everybody, they're really stressful. But for the last few years, Trevor and I have gone through a lot of health challenges, you know, physical, financial, all so many challenges that have kind of kept us from really being present in the moment and enjoying the holidays. Um, and this year, that changes. So really excited for that um, for us. But I really want that for you guys as well. Um, and so before I get started, I want to share one of my perfect moments that I had this week. Um, and you guys have been so awesome in sharing your perfect moments and I need to go back and, and search perfect moments because I feel like I probably have missed a lot, but those that I've seen have been pretty incredible. And so I really love seeing that. Keep posting your perfect moments. Um, I've had a lot this week, but I'm gonna share one with you because it was just, the, what it did to my heart was so great. And um, it was last week and I was going to pick up my kiddos from school um, and and I, it was kind of an overwhelming day and I kind of had a lot of stuff going on I I just I was feeling stressed out and overwhelmed and because time is always I always feel like I'm up against time all the time and my schedule is really dictated to me with having a new baby and you know a house and a business and all these things going on and so I was kind of feeling stressed out and overwhelmed and in a rush to get to the school on time and I get there, I get out of my car, I get the baby loaded up in the stroller, um, and we're walking in up to my kid's school, and my youngest daughter, Brielle's classroom, has this big window um, where she could see that out in the parking lot, and she can see 
me coming up and she's always looking for us when we go to pick her up and I see her come from the middle of the classroom to the window and she sees me and she's bouncing up and down mommy mommy and I can see her mouthing mommy and um and so I just waved at her and I'm blowing her kisses and saying hi babe and she stops and she goes like this Ooh. and um if you and you don't know what that means but it's really quite funny and it's really cute because that's our family thing that's something Trevor created with the girls that we've kind of adopted as a family that we're we're a wolf pack you know and our wolf pack is complete and so we have a little hand signal and we say wolf pack and so she just does that naturally from inside the window and it touched me so much because you know you know what it's like to be on the inside of a joke or to have your own inside you know as a kid when you had your secret handshake and you know all these little things that just unite you with the people closest to you and for that to be our thing in our family that just is so uniquely ours I when she did that as a three-year-old you know to, to think to do our little sign it just and I don't know, Trevor, maybe she does this with you and I'm just the last to experience it, but it was so precious. It was so precious and it reminded me of, oh, this is my family, this is what I treasure, this is what I love, and it helped me let go of the stress that I was under the first part of my day and just really be present and refocus my attention on the excitement that I get to go be with my girls, I get to pick them up and I get to spend the rest of the afternoon with them. And so that was just so precious. Um, so yeah, our little wolf pack, she does it way cuter than me. But um, yeah, I loved it. So anyways, last week, um, we really spent a lot of time focusing on the past. And I'll just kind of recap a few things. We talked about, um, you know, what is important to you? And, um, and we went through like, for me, it was health, my physical comfort, time, you know, that no pressure being, being able to be in the moment. Um, and then, um, the, the, the things you often, we, we also talked about the things you take for granted. I have a long list of things that I take for granted. I'm sure you guys came up with a pretty healthy list there too. The steps, um, we went through some steps to creating an environment conducive to a perfect moment. So we talked about things that excites you, the people that you enjoy. Um, and sorry, I'm looking at my notes if you haven't noticed. Um, what you do if today was your last day. I know that that, that was kind of a really big one for me. Um, and then we discussed over the last year, when we reflected a bit on some experiences you've been most grateful for, people you've been most grateful for, the lessons you've been most grateful for over the last year, and you know, what your best memory was and your proudest accomplishment was, and you know, the, et cetera, like the rest of the things that um, were in that list. So if you didn't do it, make sure you go back and you, you go through those questions because last week was really powerful to kind of help you to understand where you're at, you know, because if you don't know where you're at, I think we often go through life react, you know, just reacting to our circumstances and surviving and this just kind of puts things in perspective in, you know, where you're at currently. So you have a baseline to start from. Um, but now we are going in, you know, going into the next part of our, our study. We're looking at creating those desires, um, the desired out, sorry, I can't even talk. We're creating desired outcomes over the next six months. And so how do we do that? And this was interesting for me to dive into. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'm sure it was for you too, but some of the questions that Andy Andrews talks about are, um, 
the first one is what does it mean to live your life or no, sorry, this is my thoughts. Goodness, I need to slow down a bit. Can you tell I'm kind of in a hurry because I don't want the baby to wake up? Slow down, Misty. Um, so I just kind of wanted to think about what does it life, um, what does it mean to live your life intentionally? And for me, I, just like I talked about a second ago, I often find myself in this place of survival. I, I feel like Trevor and my whole marriage has been about survival because, you know, we, we were thriving that first part when we opened up our business and things were all exciting and new, but then you get into the thick of running a business and our life became about the business. You know, like all of our conversations were about our clients and things going on in the business and, you know, and, and then when that becomes a challenge because when things don't go so well, then all of a sudden with your whole focus being on that, like you start reacting to it. And, and then we went, you know, obviously we lost our business and then our health started failing and, we had kids and we just, all of a sudden, everything became so overwhelming. And I, I talk about overwhelming because I feel like I've been state, living in a state of overwhelm ever since losing our business. And, you know, like, <clears throat> you just kind of get in that trap of, of survival and just getting through each day. And as I was reflecting on this, I, I was reminded of, of that quote where life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And that's from the book, The Grace Awakening by Charles Swindle. And I haven't been reacting to life very well, you know, in, in, in a general, like overall, like overview of my life, I just haven't been reacting to it too well. And I, I want to change that. And I think a lot of you are here now too, because you want to change that <clears throat> and you want to start living life intentionally as well. Excuse me. So I don't know what's going on with my voice, so bear with me today, guys, and thank you for your grace um, as I'm kind of stumbling through this, but I do. I want to live my life more intentionally, and I want to see all of us live our life more intentionally, and so um, what what do we have to do over the next six months? And I think that Andy Andrews kind of gives us a nice layout in how we can do that, and where he takes us now is he wants us to focus on, you know... He gives us a list of like 16 things um, that we need to reflect on um, or not reflect on, plan on to really live our life the best over the next six months. And so I just picked from a few of these. You guys can go back to pages 76 and 77 and read them all. Um, but I, I picked a few of these that I, I was just going to answer in front of you guys um, to kind of help get your brain moving through the things that you want to change. And I know for me, over the next six months, um, question number one was, I will no longer let blank hold me back. And as I was thinking of that, I, I chose to not let overwhelm and, and time and the lack of time hold me back. And I think that that's the one thing that keeps me from doing a lot of things. And I'll be honest, you guys didn't see me for the last um, couple months of my pregnancy because I was just living in this complete state of overwhelm. You know, my, my body, obviously I was getting bigger and bigger and I wasn't comfortable in anything and I didn't feel, I felt overwhelmed to even put on makeup and get presentable and try to be in front of the camera and try to think of the things that I wanted to say. And you know, the, like, I think I was putting too much into it, thinking that I had to have this perfect message every single time that it overwhelmed me. And so you didn't see me, you didn't see me for that last part of my pregnancy. And so I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. But 
it, you know, overwhelm got the best of me. And, you know, so I, I took a step back and I think I needed to take that step back. Um, but, um, so I'm, I'm no longer going to let overwhelm and the lack of time hold me back. I feel like I look at time as this all consuming thing. Like we only have X number of time in the day and I put such a priority on my sleep that a lot of times I won't get out of bed until seven in the morning. Um, if I could sleep later, trust me, I'd sleep till nine or 10 if you'd let me, but seven's kind of like that time to where I'm like, okay, I, I can get up at 7am and gives me 30 minutes to get the kids ready for school, you know, cause they have to be out the door at 7:45, and you know, so it doesn't really leave me a whole lot of time for that. I have a baby who I have to feed, you know, I have all these things. So I put this priority on sleep and the next thing I know I get into my day and it's like every three hours I'm having to feed the baby. And in the middle of that, I have to clean my house. I have to do this. So it, it leaves really little time for myself, little time for relationships and investing in other people because I've got a business to run. I've got a husband to support. I've got my kids to take care of, you know? And so a lot of times I let overwhelm, I let time overwhelm me. Let's just point it out. It's, it's the time and the lack thereof that overwhelms me. And it holds me back from doing things that I should do like going to the gym, investing in relationships, um, you know, enjoying life ultimately. Um, and then I chose the third question. Um, my family relationships will improve because I will be blank. And for me, I feel like my relationships, my family relationships will improve if I'm present in each moment. And it's really hard to be present in each moment if I, if my quality of time is dictated by the lack of time um, and by being overwhelmed. And, you know, it's like that moment that I discussed last week where I sat down and I colored with my girls and Trevor was sitting down working at the table. We were all together as a family. Like I would have missed out on that moment if I did what I was otherwise going to do, you know wipe down the counters, do the dishes, get dinner started, throw in a load of laundry, like all these other things, you know, that need done. But, and, and I know I have lack, very little time to get things done. So if I had let time dictate to me what I needed to spend that time, that moment on, I would have messed out completely on sitting down, just enjoying that moment with my kids, coloring with them. And, you know, so that allowed me to be present with them to enjoy them, to hear every two seconds, mom, look at the shoe, look at how I colored the shoe, mom, look at how I colored the eyes, mom, look how I colored the moon. Like, that was a very precious time that I could have missed out on. Um, and then I chose number six. My best moment will be when I, and this is a big one for me, and I'm gonna let you in on just kind of the deepest things in me that I don't really share with anybody. Um, for me, I chose the best moment will be when I belly laugh with tears streaming down my face. Right, I'm gonna cry, what the heck? I only cry with you guys. Like ask Trevor, I don't cry at home, I don't cry to movies, he cries to movies, I don't cry to movies. Like it's not very often that I cry, but with you guys I tend to get emotional, so whatever. Um, but yeah, like belly laughing. I can't remember the last time that I just had a really good belly laugh. And how can I, how can I, have a really good belly laugh if I'm constantly not living in the moment, if 
I'm constantly feeling overwhelmed or feeling like I don't have enough time in the day to get things done. And my mind is always on these other things. You know, how, how can I get into a state to where I can just be present in the moment and laugh and be silly and you know, like that's, that's when I know I'm going to have my best moment when I can just belly laugh and giggle and really just enjoy that moment. Um, it's been far too long. And then I chose number 12. Um, if I knew I would not fail, the first thing I do is write a book about the lessons I've learned through the failures, tragedy, and heartbreak that I've experienced. And who knows, maybe it won't be about that, but I just feel like, you know, and we all do, we all go through things. We've all failed in life. We've all had heartbreaks. We've all had tragedies. Um, and I just feel like I have such a powerful message to share that if I were to sit down to write a book about it, I'd really be able to kind of identify those things. And, and I think there'd be freedom in that for a lot of people. Even if it's just one person that it would be freedom for, even if it's just me that it would be freedom for, like, I think it would be very, very beneficial. And so I, I think I'd write a book and, you know, and I wouldn't just stop there. I think I'd want to write not only books about like the lessons that I've learned through all the things that I've been through in my life, but I would really love to write a book about, you know, my testimony, testimony and my faith and how surviving an aneurysm has changed me for the better and how it's led me to where we are today. I mean, ultimately I love my husband and I love his vision and it's our vision. And I honestly think his skill and gifted as he is and gosh, I got to stop crying. <laughs> I don't think we're, I don't know if we're going to put this one on the podcast cause I am just a mess, but you know, I, th I think of my husband and all that he's accomplished since we've been together and before me and how he's changed my life because of the skill set that he has and the heart that he has. And I see your guys' stories, all of a result of what he's doing. And I think, would he be here today if not for me? And I can't take all the credit. It's not about me, but I think that because of the experience that I've had in my life, it led me to him. And I think there's a purpose for why we're together. I fully believe that. And I think that him taking those first steps towards the vision that was placed on his heart, him even recognizing that it was a vision to begin with, I think came from the experiences that I had in my life and, and the impact that he, Trevor, had on my life. And, and you know, I just, I just think that there's a, there's a very powerful book in that, in that, you know, through the ashes, so much has come from it through an aneurysm, through losing so many things that were important to me 16, 18 years ago now has led us to this very moment and has also helped Trevor to live out his purpose in life. And I, you know, and so you just never know what you're, what you're going through. And I think that somewhere in there, there's a book and I'd like to explore that a little bit. And so I think that's the thing that I would do if I could not fail. Um, so what is that for you? You know, like if you go back to those pages, 76 through 77, and you look through those 16 questions, oh, Fran, I love you. <laughs> you, you make my heart smile. Um, but you know, what does that look like for you? You know, and I just picked a handful of the questions I wanted to share with you today, but go through that, you know, and think about how you know, what you could do to improve your relationships and, you know, what your best moment will be. And if you couldn't fail, what would you do? Um, 
And it might really surprise you. I know for me it surprised me because number 12, that um, what I would do if I knew I couldn't fail, I sat there and I thought of so many different things. But until I started thinking about writing a book, that's when my heart started racing. And I got really nervous. And I, you know, like I got nervous to share it with you guys, but I also got nervous like, oh my gosh, I don't think I can write a book. But because my heart was pounding and I started feeling feeling something in my body happening, I knew that was it. I knew that that's what I would do if I couldn't fail. And so I'd like to, I'd like to know what you would do if you couldn't fail. And so now, um, now we really need to go into what are the, what are the things that you will do over the next six months to ensure the next six months are outstanding? You know, what are you going to do now to ensure the next six months are outstanding? And I know for me, the first thing that I will do to ensure the next six months are outstanding is wake up every morning and really think of, you know, a handful of things that I am grateful for this day. And I say that because waking up in the morning is the hardest thing for me to do. Like it, it really is. And I've noticed days when I, I pop out of bed and even though I don't want to, and with an expectancy on what I'm what I'm gonna do that day and how I'm gonna enjoy the day. Like if I pop up out of bed earlier in the morning, I have a better day. But it's those mornings when I lay there and I'm like, oh, I don't wanna get up. I'm just, you know, I've got this, I've got that, oh, and you know. Cause I know like the second that I wake up, my day starts. There's no sitting down and like drinking a cup of coffee and just being alone and you know, with myself and kind of pondering the day. No, like, and you know, if you're, if you're a mom, you wake up, especially with young children, you wake up and your day starts immediately because you're making breakfast, you're getting kids dressed, you're feeding your baby. You know, there's so many things. And so for me, I like to drag that, that morning, my sleep out as long as possible. And I've noticed when I do that, when I allow myself to just kind of hang in bed longer and longer, you know, it's, my day is not as great. So I'm going to start out every morning um, to ensure that the next six months are outstanding by just thinking of all the reasons why I'm getting up for that day, the things that I'm grateful for. And um, just give myself a list, even if it's just focusing on five things. Um, one of you had written about um, a friend of yours who you went to her memorial service who had passed away um, from cancer. And that, and I wish I remembered, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was that wrote it, but it was so beautiful. She said at the memorial, they talked about how her friend spent every night before she'd go to bed, she'd write five things in her journal that she was thankful for that day. And you think when you have terminal cancer and you know the end is near, um, for her over the last year, I think five years, I think she did it for five years straight, she wrote every single day five things that she was grateful for every night before she'd go to bed. And, you know, and I just thought that is such a beautiful way to end your day. And, and I think for me, I want to start my day that way because I think it's going to help me to have a better day. Or maybe I can end my day with it and then remind myself of it the next morning. But if I remember why I'm getting up in the morning, I think it'll help me to get out of bed. Um, the second thing that I will do to ensure the next six months are outstanding is do something each day or even each week that I've convinced myself not to do out of overwhelm and feeling like I don't have enough time. You know, so, so for me, that could be as simple as going to have coffee with a friend or like at my kid's school this weekend, early Saturday morning. And you know, I've told you I'm not a morning person. 
I think it's at like eight o'clock in the morning, maybe even be nine, I'm not sure. They're doing a mom's brunch or breakfast at, um, with all the moms of the school. And you know, and I think, oh, I can't do that. I'm gonna have to get up early. I'm gonna have to have the baby. I, you know, I, I could give you my list of things that I've convinced myself I can't do because of. Um, and I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna try to do something every day, but certainly every week that I've convinced myself that I can't do because it's overwhelming or I don't have enough time. Um, and then the third thing that I will do to ensure the next, next six months are outstanding is invest in relationships. Again, I've held myself back from really diving in deeper into some relationships, into some of my friendships, into my, you know, some relationships with my family. Um, because I, I, I feel like I don't have enough time or because my priority, and not just because of that, but because my priorities have always been on my family and my marriage and, and those are good things, right? It's, it's, it's a good thing to focus on my marriage and to take care of my family and make sure that, you know, everybody is taken care of. But I'm finding that I'm, you know, much like m many women and men, you lose yourself, right? You lose yourself in your family, you lose yourself in your responsibilities and you forget who you are as an individual. And for me, I, I thrive on relationships. I thrive on quality time. And sometimes that's quality time with myself and having a good relationship with myself and investing in alone time. And maybe that's just getting away, knowing that my husband's gonna be okay with three children. If I take an hour to just go work out or if I take an hour to just go do my Bible study alone with just music on where I can't hear kids asking for things and a baby crying, you know, and, or it's just investing in, in people around me, whether it's serving at my church or going to my friend's son's birthday party this weekend, you know, like I really just want to invest in those relationships that are in my life. Um, and so those are the three things, um, that I'm going to do to ensure that the next six months are outstanding. I want to know what that's what what three things you would do. You know, what what things are you going to do? And I think that that's important. And you'll see Andy Andrews has a little date at the end um, that you can list when you've accomplished those things. So make sure you go through and just find out what what are those things that you're going to do knowing after you've done these exercises that he has in the book. I think it'll make it really easy for you to figure out what those three things are that you're going to do. And and do them, you know, and yours are gonna be completely unique to your, to you. These are the things that I do, um, that I'm gonna do. And then I'm gonna end here with just kind of what, what Andy Andrews ended with. And he said, do not let outside influences sway or determine your vision. Continue to take pur purposeful action every day that passes. And I think that that's really important because you guys do and I do, we all have a lot of outside influences that can sway or determine our vision. And you know, I'm huge on having a vision for where you're going, for your healing, um, for what you're gonna do with the gifts and the talents and you know, the challenges and all the things that you have that make up who you are. You have a purpose behind that, right? There's a purpose. I think purpose is written on every single one of our hearts and but a lot of times when you're, you're not clear or when you're not living 
in the moment or you know you don't you don't recognize those perfect moments because you're just overwhelmed by life and you are in survival mode and you're reacting negatively to everything happening in your world it's really hard to have a vision for where you're going it's really hard to dig in and find out what that purpose is and as I discussed before like purpose will rise up out of the ashes just like with me when I had an aneurysm at the age of 16 and everything I loved and everything that I lived for as a, high, a sophomore in high school or high school was like ripped from me and you know my whole life changed direction at that that point and but somehow through it purpose came out of that and it led me down this road that eventually led to Trevor and led to the MS gym and you know I think that having a vision it's hard to find that vision when you're constantly just reacting to life and you're in survival mode so if we can just not let the outside influences not not let the fact that you have MS or that I had an aneurysm or that you've had failed relationships or that you have people in your ear telling you you can't do things or you should do it this way or you should do that and they're giving you unsolicited advice if you could just tune all of that out and you could really dig deep into your heart and figure out what makes you tick what are the things you're passionate about you know what are the experiences you've had in your life that have made you who you are today and how can you use that to better the world around you whether it's your immediate influences your family or it's you know serving people at a greater capacity or maybe it's writing a book maybe it's through you know your artistry maybe it's through painting and you know different things that you do but through that you you can create a vision for your life you know and if you have certain desires on your heart that you've never let go of dig into that and find out why why is it still there you know um and so Andy Andy encourages us to continue to take purposeful action every day that passes so don't let a day pass that you're not taking a purposeful action and allow yourself to recognize those perfect moments because I think that we have more perfect moments than we would care to recognize or than we ever recognized before because we've been in survival mode so let's step outside of survival mode and and live life more intentionally and and let's create those desired outcomes for the over the next six months I mean it's hard to focus on a year out so let's focus on six months out and see what what desired incomes we can create so Thank you guys for sticking with me today. I know that um, I'm back on the scene. You can tell I'm not fully 100% yet. My brain is still not fully functioning post baby, but I'm getting there. And this book is really, really helping me to, even though I'm sleep deprived, even though I'm not a morning person, and even though I've lived in this state of overwhelm, this book is really helping me to enjoy the moments and not let them pass me by. So I hope that it's helping you guys enjoy the moments and that um, you continue to share those perfect moments with me. And just a heads up, we are going to change the day for Misty Moments. It's now going to be on Fridays. And um, so just know that next Wednesday you will not see me, but a week from Friday, a week from this Friday, you will see me again with our new day for Misty Moments. And a lot of people are asking, hey, Tina. A lot of people are asking, um, writing and asking what time I do Misty Moments and I, because I have a baby, it's hard to nail down an exact time until she gets on a more regular sleep schedule. So anywhere between 11 and 1, that's like my sweet spot. So um, so you can count on me to come, come on live anywhere between 11 and 1 
and I promise the more and more that I do this, I'm gonna get back into the swing of things. So thank you for sticking with me as I stumble through this, but know that you guys are always on my heart, always on my mind. I love celebrating with you. Um, so keep sharing your perfect moments, keep sharing your victories. And when you're struggling, let us in on that. Let the community in on that. Um, we love you. I'm always thinking of and praying for you guys to get through those struggles. And, um, you know, let's just, let's move towards the holiday season and look forward to having the best holiday season that we've had in a long time. Love you guys. We'll be in touch soon. Bye.